welcome to Talking Football on 1252 Sports Entertainment. Welcome back, everybody. It's Talking Football Week 12. I am one of your hosts, Fat Mike Chicago. Joining me today will be Angelo Ace Camacho, my guy right here. And also, my guy, I don't even want to bring him on the screen. One, because he's not even on the fucking thing yet, Angelo. He's, I'm looking at the screen here. He's not even there yet. It's just a, there he is. There's this shit stain. All right. But we got this fucking asshole joining us during our busiest week. Our, well, not our busiest week. It is a busy week, Angelo. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, today. for sure. But I didn't want to bring him on because, well, one, he's wearing a fucking head of cheese. Like, really, he's already wearing his head of cheese like an asshole. But it is Bears Packer week, so we got to bring him on. So here we go. Tyler has been waiting all season for this. Oh, shut the fuck up already. I'm already sick of this shit. Tyler's been waiting all year for this game. Fuck this guy. We're, you know, out of here. There we go. We'll get him out of here real quick. All right. Peace, bitch. But no, um, bring him on back here. Tyler, we are ready. It is week 12. Sunday night game is Bears Packers. We are really excited about this game. I am a little bit. We got some big news. In the middle of the week, getting Mitch back. Uh, I don't know, you know. What are you excited? What are you excited for? Uh, we'll explain later. Like we said, we always talk about this game last. You're right. About this You're game right. last. But also joining us today around 9:45, we got our guy Eric Lambert joining us again. Oh, and yeah. that's going to be a big part with us going forward, guys. Eric's going to join us the re- remainder of the season on Talking Football here. Eric Lambert from Sports Mockery, writer, uh, senior writer over there. Guy comes up with some awesome, awesome articles. Uh, excuse me, uh, and then but also comes up with stuff I don't know where the fuck he's coming. I don't know where he gets it from. All right, like there's times I want to yell. That's what him. I like though about sports. Right, That's at least like he's about sports. enough to put it out there. He does have sources. He is a very good writer. Right. I do like Eric a lot, um, and he's a great dude. But he's gonna, like I said, he's gonna be joining us the remainder of the year uh, to talk the Bears games. So I'm really excited about that. You know, kind of get the ins and outs of what he's hearing around the NFL for our Chicago Bears. So on that note. Guys, we had a rough week last week. Everybody had a rough week last week on the Pickums. Um, it was it was a bad one. It was a bad one. I got I lost my ass in bets. Um, Tyler's lock of the week was a fucking shit show. Still and then uh, we're calling it the flop. You called it a lock. Yeah, we're calling it a flop. Okay, we're calling it a flop. <laughs> a cheese flop. We're calling yeah. it it's, it's cheese flop. All right. So we got the cheese flop of the week. That's Tyler's bet. And Y'all then we remember- got. Y'all remember that challenge people were doing where they were just like throwing cheese on their kids' heads for yeah, a while there? That's what, that's, what that was. Like right that's, what, that's what Tyler's bets were last week. It was just he's sitting there all excited yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a fucking yeah. cheese back right in the face. That was terrible. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how it's been for the past three weeks, man. I come into football all excited, get all my bets made, sit my ass down, and 20 minutes into the games, I'm already fucking depressed. Now you know life is a Bears fan. Now you know life is a Bears fan. I was riding hot on bets there for about about a little over a month. And then just the last two weeks, I have just shit the bed both weeks. I'm hoping to have a nice bounce back week this week. I did win my two Thursday games, which was nice. I took the I took the Texans minus three and I took the over in the Cowboys and uh the Cowboys Washington football team game. So I did hit both of those and I got uh, the Steelers minus five and a half for Tuesday night. Now that game has now been moved to Tuesday, but uh, hopefully if that hits, 
that hits, I ended up winning like 160 bucks on a quick little bet. So we'll talk more about that, though. Yeah. Let's um, let's get into week 11. These pickums were a shit show, okay? They were very bad. Let's go over the breakdown really quick, Angelo, before we go over the actual records, okay? Yeah. So week 11. It started, in, uh, what, Arizona? Started bad. Yeah. Week 11 started real bad. All three of us took the Cardinals over Seattle, and Seattle won by a touchdown. It was 28-21. to 21. Seattle did look good, kind of bouncing back after dropping, I think, two straight, correct, I think? Two, they yep, don't two. lose three in a row. Pete Carroll came out, did his job. Uh, Kyler Murray got banged up a little bit in that game, uh, but he, he's he's back this week. But, yeah, that was a good game, good, good start of the week, to be honest with you. I like seeing good football games, and that's one thing that I'm looking forward to to week 12 here. But uh, we, got a, we got a good slate of games this week, I think. And then after that, the Vikings – Oh, let's see here. Let me go back here. The Steelers beat the shit out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, twenty-seven to three. That game wasn't even fair. Jacksonville looks like a fucking team of like a, like a, the the midgets, the football midget kids. You know, like they have like the rankings. You know, against the Steelers team, that wasn't fair. I got a question for you. Who do you think yeah. would win, Jacksonville Jaguars or the Denver Broncos with no quarterback? I got a question for you. <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight? A Navy SEAL, an actual SEAL, or the Singer SEAL? The Singer. The Singer SEAL? Yeah. Uh, He's got... Dude, he would lull them them into a false sense of security with his beautiful voice and then strike. I think I'm taking the Navy SEAL to beat the shit out of the SEAL and Navy. I I think I'd take the actual SEAL. (laughs) Yeah, the actual SEALs are pretty mean, too. All right. We We have to make this work somehow. We have to find a SEAL, a Navy SEAL, and get SEAL. And we have to see who wins. It's the only fair. You know who wins enough. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, well, we're getting off topic here. Let's yeah, continue. Very much. <laughs> All right. Like I said, the Steelers ended up knocking out the Jacksonville Jaguars, twenty-seven to three. The Panthers shut out and blanked the Detroit Lions last week, twenty to nothing. The the Lions team sucks, and we got news on that too. We'll talk about uh, here in a little bit. The Texans upset the Patriots last week, twenty-seven twenty. We have the Titans beating the Ravens. The Ravens team just continues to be not that good of a team and very predictable on offense. So, I mean, <sighs> Titans win that game 30-24. to 24. Uh, The Browns beat the Eagles 22-17. to 17. The Saints stomped all over the Dirty Birds of Atlanta 24-9. The Washington football team beat up on the Bengals with no Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is done for the year. My heart breaks for that, man. All right, we got the Chargers beating the Jets 31-28. What? What happened in that game? Chargers beat who? The Jets. Oh. The okay. goddamn Jets. But it's okay because okay the Jets covered for me, so that's what I needed to happen, and that happened. The Broncos beat the Dolphins, the mile-high city. The Dolphins can't breathe that high in the air, guys. That's why the Dolphins lost that game. They just can't breathe that high in the atmosphere. All right? And then we got the Cowboys beating the Vikings in a – I thought the Vikings were going to go on a little baby run here. The Cowboys beat them 31-28 after the Vikings beat the Bears, which was a pretty pretty slow and yawning matchup. The Vikings did lose to the Cowboys, and I don't know how anybody loses to the Cowboys because the Cowboys are fucking terrible. That's true. We got the Colts last week beating up the Cheeseheads 34-31, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumbling the ball in overtime sets up the Colts for a game-winning field goal. It was so good. I it was so nice to see the Packers lose that way because that's exactly what the fuck happens to the Bears all the time. <laughs> so, all right. And on that note, we got the Chiefs beating the Raiders 
35 to 31, which was honestly my favorite game of the week last week. That was a very good game. Like I said, did I like Carr? I like Waller. I like that Josh Jacobs. The kid's a stud. Uh, but they just fell short this time. They fell a little short in this game. And then we have the Rams on Monday night beating the Buccaneers 27 to 24. And that recaps our schedule from last week. Everybody moving forward here. Angelo, give us the breakdown on who's winning here. I mean, what the hell's going on here? Your Pickums recap oh, is brought to you by 12 Firehouse Subs. Sports and Firehouse Subs and Firehouse Subs. We're not going to play the little clip, but eat Firehouse Subs, guys, because they fucking they're great. All right, so who's in the lead here? All right, so well, going into the week, Tyler was up quite a bit, um, but after a four and ten week, Tyler has come back to the pack. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> Tyler was four and ten. Mike was six and eight, and I was seven and seven. Bringing yes. our grand totals to Tyler is sitting at 86, 58, and 1. I am at 84, 60, and 1. And Mike is 81, 63, and 1. So last right. week. I'm five really games helped, back, baby. Last week really helped basically both of us catch up. And now we're really within striking distance. I don't think we caught up, Angela. I think he just fell behind. I think we just consistently no. don't we just give, a steady level don't of terribleness. Guy any he just had an off week. Don't give him any hope. I think this is the first game, uh, or first week that I didn't go over 500. It was it was a very bad week. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you shit the bed last week. And uh, so, we, yeah, so we could catch up to you a little bit. All right, so let's recap what we did on Thursday here. On Thursday, we, we had our picks. Uh, it was supposed to be three games, Texans-Lions, Washington, and the Cowboys, and it was supposed to be the Steelers-Ravens. All Three of us went with the Texans and the Washington football team to win. So we start the week 2-0, and and that's yep. awesome. I like this. Now we're getting to the nitty-gritty here, guys. Hopefully I can pick up some ground on you guys because, well, because I want to win. You know, I just well, like, you're going to keep picking New York teams or what? I'll, I'll pick New York teams to cover. Like I said, though, I got to make those strange-ass picks. There was a big game that I won last week that you guys didn't pick. You guys picked the Bucks to beat the Rams, and I picked the Rams. Yeah, good win on me. I gained a game on that. I also, you and I, Angelo, you and I picked the Colts over the Packers. Yep. A good win for us. None of us picked the Cowboys and Vikings because we or I don't know. I think we just said fuck that game because that game was terrible. But God. nobody, nobody picked it's the Cowboys. Fuck, win. fuck Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he's bad. So on to some good news. Oh, yo, I mean, I don't know oh, if that's fair to say. McCarthy sucks. He's terrible. Oh, it, like, he it's just finds so... ways to lose games. How do you? I mean, you lost. <laughs> I don't know. He, that guy just finds way to lose games, man. He's bad. He's a bad head coach. Yeah, he's a he very is bad. not. A, he is fault. not adapted since he's won the Super Bowl, and I can tell you how enjoyable it is watching him coach the Cowboys and how terrible they are. Although I will say this, Mike McCarthy, being a bad coach, is not the worst coach in football. I think the worst coach <laughs> in football was just fired. One of the worst coaches in football was just fired by yesterday by the Detroit Lions. They also released their GM. Fat Matt Patricia is now a free agent coach. You guys can take him. You guys can, you know, whatever you want to do with that guy. That team is awful. They should have never fired their previous coach. Who was their previous coach? Help me out here. It doesn't uh, matter. Called, no. Jim Caldwell. They're all bad. Jim Caldwell. They should have never fired Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell was building an organization up there and starting to build a, a nice core group of individuals and and a good group of team a good group of teammates. 
and they fired him after going eight and eight or seven and nine or something like that. And he uh, they fired him. Two straight nine seven seasons he got. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. So they fired Jim Caldwell, and they've been on a drastic decline ever since they brought Matt Patricia in. And it's just, it's finally there. It's finally there. I mean, you go to, when you think of Thanksgiving games, guys, automatically you, you think Detroit Lions, you think Dallas Cowboys. Those two teams are always going to play on Thanksgiving. Those two teams are. are expected to win on Thanksgiving. You know what I They really are. They're expected to win on Thanksgiving. What I think now the Detroit Lions are 0-4 over the last four years on Thanksgiving, that's not good. The, the Dallas Cowboys – Listen, the Dallas Cowboys, as bad as a coach I think Mike McCarthy is, that guy's been dealt a bad hand this year with a team that's not healthy. He really has been. Dak yeah. Prescott injured, breaking his fucking leg. Yeah, I mean, literally, his leg snapped <laughs> like a twig. All right, you got uh, uh, an offensive tackle and a right guard going down with COVID stuff twice this year. You got two guards and two tackles going down with COVID. One guard sitting out the year due to COVID didn't want to play. His, his old line's completely depleted down there. All right. But you're talking about a team that's full of weapons. I don't think there's a better team in the NFL that's full of as many weapons as the Dallas Cowboys are when healthy. You got Ezekiel Elliott, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Dak Prescott when healthy. That, that's a stud offense. You give I'd cut off my right fucking pinky to have that offense on the Bears. I really would. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't think he's the worst coach in the NFL. The worst coach in the NFL, let's just throw this elephant in the room real quick, is fucking Adam Gase. We all believe this, right? I mean, Adam Gase couldn't coach himself out of a fucking wet paper bag. I mean, he's going to be the next. He's going to be the next coach of the Lions. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah Matt, but there's going to be swap coaches. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Adam Gase ever gets another job in the NFL after this year. He, I don't think Adam Gase has that bad of a job in his lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> like Adam, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, like, can you imagine putting that on your resume? I was the coach of the New York Jets when you're applying for McDonald's in fucking New Haven, New Jersey. They're going to be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know what I mean? Forget about it. You're not. You're not hired here. <laughs> that's all. They, that's you all. They they the Jets. Get them. You can't make a fucking burger. Yeah, they, they probably fucking hate him out there too. He's got to get out of New York, New Jersey the second he's fired. He's got to fucking yeah. move across yeah. the country. Put his eyes, his fucking googly and the eyes. Thing that sucks too. The thing that sucks. The Jets. Okay, as bad as the Jets are, as bad as they suck, they're not that bad of a team. Like they score. Yeah, they're pretty, they bad. pretty fucking bad. No, they score points. I don't care. They can't do nothing else. All right, let's get back on track here. We'll go over the quick round here, and then uh, yeah, so. Like I said, we both started off 2-0. There we go. Adam Gay sucks. Matt Patricia sucks. Mike McCarthy sucks. We've already squashed that. All right. So now going forward with today's games, we've got a nice set of games here, guys. Let's make our picks real quick. Like I said, we do have Adam La or Adam Lambert. Not Adam Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> we got Eric Lambert coming on today's show. We don't have the lead singer of Queen coming on here, guys. I'm sorry. We don't have him on there. How dare you? American How Idol dare winner. You. Oh, yeah. oh, See, American I... Idol winner. Let's not give him that much credit to be the lead singer of Queen. Okay, real quick. Adam Lambert, that can sing. He can sing. Yeah, really okay. Well. He's not Freddie Mercury. No, he's not Freddie Mercury. He's not, well, nobody's Freddie Mercury. But, you know, okay, whatever. Freddie, right, Mercury, isn't Freddie Mercury. Moving on to today's games, the noon slate. I really like this noon slate, guys. I think it's going to be a good set of games today. And we're off. We have this. 
uh, what are they? It's I, I want to call them San Diego. We oh, have the Los that. Angeles Chargers going up to Buffalo to play the Bills. Tyler, we will let you start since you're the fucking dickhead cheesehead. Uh, I got the Bills. Uh, Chargers just can't close out a game unless it's against the Jets. I don't think they stand a chance this week. I hope Hope Herbert blows up again, but that defense can't stop a fucking nosebleed. All right. So, yeah, I'll go with the Bills. Well, my fucking running back that's been sitting on my bench for eight weeks now is finally back. <laughs> Austin Eckler. I got the Chargers winning this one, baby. I got it like 28 to 19. So this is the tough game for me. I don't like this game. I think this game can go either way. The Bills defense has not looked good as of recent. They have not scored as much points as of recent either. They started off real hot, and they've really cooled down. Um, but in this game, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills by a slight win. I think it's going to be like, I'm going to say 24-21 in this game. Well, That's how I like the Bills in this one. That's how that, I catch up. After that, we have the Titans and the Colts, which I think is the game of the week, in my opinion. I think this game has a lot riding on it for that division. The Colts coming off a big win against the Packers, and um, the Titans coming off a big win against who they play last week. They played the Ravens, did they not? I think. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yes, they came off a big win against another interdivision matchup against the Ravens. So, Angelo, who are you going with in this one? Uh, I got the Colts. I just think they're they're a real complete team. They struggled in the early part of that Packer game, but once they settled in, that defense locked Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense down. Um, I think it'll be a close game, low scoring. I think like 25 to 24, something around there. Okay. And Tyler? Uh, I'll take the Colts. The Colts pulled out the win last time against the Titans. Uh, they didn't deserve to win that game last week, but they still pulled it out. I think they keep riding this winning streak, and they take the division. All right. Now, here's where I'm going to differ from you guys. I like the Titans in this game for some reason. I do. I think this is a, a game where everybody who thought the Titans were phonies, the Titans shut them up. And I think that's where this game is going to be played. It's going to be a very, very good game. I cannot wait to watch this game. This is the game that I will be tuning into at, at noon. But I think the Titans just come out here, give the ball to the big man, Derrick Henry, and then also watch for Ryan Tannehill to come out of his shell a little bit here in this game. They know, the Colts know that Derrick Henry is going to run the ball. They're going to have to pass the ball with that defense. He's, Ryan Tannehill is going to have no other option to pass the ball in this game. They will lock up Derrick Henry for a little bit to, to force the pass. That's why I'm taking the Titans, and I think Ryan Tannehill gets the W. All right, moving on. Uh, this game kind of sucks. The Panthers at the Vikings. I don't like this game either way. Um, I'm going to take – I'm going to – and uh, Angelo, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, I believe Tyler and I have already gone. Yeah, you have to go for. Uh, I don't like this game. Time. All right, in this game here, fine. I, uh, Panthers at the Vikings. I'm gonna go with. Uh, is Bridgewater back? Thirty-two yes. gloves is back. All right, I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers in this one. I'm gonna take the Carolina Panthers. I'm not a fan of the Vikings losing last week to the fucking Dallas Cowboys. That was rough, rough for the Minnesota Vikings. And I think their losing streak continues. I'm taking Carolina. Tyler, who are you taking? I'm going to take Carolina as well. Teddy Two Gloves is back. You saw what they did last week with uh, PJ Walker. Shout out the XFL. Um, 
I, I think they keep it rolling this week. <sighs> XFL. All right, Angelo, who you taking? Um, well, I was going to take the Panthers, but you both are on the Panthers, so I'm going to take the Vikings. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try to make. Go. I'm gonna try to take this fight this week and, and take over the, the top spot. That's my goal this week. All right, and the weather games continue for the Cleveland Browns as they travel down to Jacksonville to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mike Glennon getting the start this week, baby. That giraffe fucking a football helmet that can throw a ball somewhere, somehow, some way. He is starting this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have no idea what the fuck they're doing down there. I am taking. The Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Cleveland <laughs> Browns. I'm all over a place again today. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns in this one. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, just way too much. They're just going to ground and pound the shit out of this team. Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield doesn't even have to throw the ball anymore. Just give it to those two guys and let them do their job. I'm taking the Browns. Angelo. Well, I have firsthand knowledge of watching Mike, the Mike Glennon perform under <laughs> under pressure. You want to see my version of Mike Lennon? Here it is. Slice, <laughs> slice it in right to the defense. He's got that long neck that can help him scope out where the defenders are. Yeah, he just doesn't have an arm to get it to him. I'm taking the Browns. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. All right. <laughs> Tyler, who are you taking, my man? I got the Browns. The only reason they're throwing Mike Lennon out there is they're trying to catch up ground on the Jets to get Trevor. They can field anybody out there. They're not trying to win a game. No, they're not. The Jacksonville Jaguars are terrible at this right. point. They're bad. I, I do like the one piece they do have down there. DJ Shark has really impressed me this year, even though he's been battling a couple nagging injuries all year. And I really, really love their running back down there, James Robinson. I love that oh, kid. Yeah. That kid's doing so much down there with such a shit team. It's, it's, it's amazing. All right, moving on oh, yeah. from that game. We're, this fucking game sucks. I hate this game. We got the New York Giants going to an injured, no Joe Burrow Cincinnati to host to play the Bengals, and it's going to be a bad game. I don't like this game. Tyler, who are you going? Uh, I got the Giants. I don't. Ooh. I don't see how the Bengals get any offense going. Yeah. No Joe Mixon again, too, right? Yeah. Joe Mixon's on IR. He's going to miss this week and at least next week too. Talk about a guy who's got it made. The guy's played like three games the entire year, signs a big contract. Fucking turd. Him right. and Eckler were my two running backs to start fantasy football this uh, year, and neither of them have played all fucking season. So all right, let man. that sink in on how my fantasy is going right now. Who are you taking in this one? I got the Giants because Joe Burrow could barely win with that team. I don't see how a backup quarterback's winning with that team. Right, and I'm taking Danny Dimes too, baby. I'm taking Daniel Jones and the New York Giants to go into Cincinnati and get a big W. In fact, I was talking to one of my buddies this morning. He hit me up late last night, so I was like, oh, man. Like, I was out – well, not late. Late for me is 9 o'clock, guys. That's that's late for me. I'm asleep on the couch by 8.30. But my buddy hit me up last night. He's like, dude, I don't know what to do with my fantasy team. He's got Daniel Jones, and he has – who the fuck is his other quarterback? Cam Newton. He's like, who do I start? I was like, I would start Daniel Jones against this piss-poor, garbage-ass defense that the Cincinnati Bengals have. All day, every day. I think Danny Dimes throws all over this team. Now you you know because you picked the Giants, they're going to lose now, right? Probably, but hey, you all you two picked the Giants too. I know. So. That, thanks for, okay. for, for Dan- doing me. Yeah. 
Danny Dimes is still going to find a way to turn the ball over three times in this game. Oh, yeah, definitely. He'll fumble twice, <laughs> he'll fumble twice throw it at the referee, hit a mascot. And <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, it's going to be a bad game. But Danny maybe, Dimes, maybe. Maybe he trips over the turf monster again. Could be, yeah, could be. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our next game. This game's going to be pretty interesting, too. Um, the Patriots, I could, this game's, I think this game could be a trap game for the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are going up to New England to play the Patriots. And Tyler, I'll let you start this one off, man. Who are you going? Uh, so the line's been moving. So this opened up at minus two for the Cardinals. I'm looking at it now. It's minus one right now. It's uh, almost a pick em, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with the Patriots at home to try and keep their playoff up a lot. Yeah, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll go before you go, Angelo. Right. Um, one thing that definitely is interesting about this New England Patriot team is that they still have Bill Belichick, all right? And that guy, he knows how to take your best player out of the game. And the best player on that team right now is DeAndre Hopkins. Do they have the personnel to, to stop DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. But a slow, uh, slow, uh, just behind best player, second best player on the Arizona Cardinal team has been Kyler Murray all year long. And I think that's where the New England Patriots are going to go, going to get into a little bit of trouble in this game. I'm taking Arizona in this game to win in New England and keep their playoff hopes alive. That's where I'm saying. So I'm taking the Cardinals. Angelo, how about you? Well, uh, Belichick has always been good against young quarterbacks. Um, I just don't think New England has enough to keep up with Arizona. Um, so I'm going to take Arizona. All right. So that game is done. The next game we got here. Ooh, this game. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic is back. We got the Dolphins and the Jets. Angelo, who are you taking? Uh, this is a shit game. I'm going to take what? the Dolphins. Nah, Dolphins are going to make the playoffs, bro. Yeah, they didn't look that great last week. Any, any game any it's game fits magic plays in can't be a shit game. It's right. going to yeah, be an entertaining game no 590, matter what. 590 yards, five touchdowns, six interceptions, and the W. <laughs> I just I, I I don't think the Jets are a good team, so I'm going to pick Miami. No just one thinks the Jets are a good team. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Dolphins as well. The Jets can't fucking. No, I'm watching. Watch them fuck me this week. I'm taking the I'm taking the Dolphins. All right, Tyler, who are you taking? I got the Dolphins. Fitzmagic's going to throw for three thirty, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. All right, so we're all on the Dolphin train for the bounce back. To a tongue of my butt, but Hola is not playing today. So yeah, Fitzpatrick, baby. Hola, tongue of my butt, Hola. All right, we got the next game, which I think this could be a trap game too. The Raiders go down to Hotlanta and play the Atlanta Falcons. It does not look like Julio Jones is going to play in this one, so I don't know how much of a trap game it's going to be. I'm taking the Raiders. Tyler, who are you taking? Julio Jones is out for the day. Uh, I got the Raiders, too. Matt Ryan does not play well when Julio Jones is not in the lineup. So I I think the Raiders are going to throw all over that defense and probably blow them out. All right. Here, here's, a, here's another fun fact. That team that had the two running backs that I had also has Julio Jones, and he's been hurt most of the year. Uh, so I'm going to take the Raiders just because I hate my fantasy football team. All right. Yeah, all right. I already took the Raiders in this one. All right. 
This game is going to be awesome. Maybe the best game on today. The New Orleans Saints go out to the Mile High City, <laughs> where the Denver Broncos have a start has a have a backup wide receiver playing starting quarterback. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one, guys. I can see the Saints losing this game. I can see the Saints losing this game. Angela, who are you going with? Hey, anything is possible in the NFL. This guy could come in and throw for six touchdowns. 486 yards, yeah. no interceptions. You know, Sold. Sold. I would be if I was the Bears, I would be oh, that guy would never leave that team if that happened. Uh I'm gonna take uh fucking A. Uh, the Saints. They don't have a good team right now either, though. You know, Taysom Hill didn't look that great Taysom, last week. What? He yeah. looked that great. That Mormon son of a bitch. I'm taking the Saints, too. The Denver Broncos don't stand a chance in this fucking game. I think Taysom Hill goes ham all over this team. Tyler, are you agreeing with me here? Oh, yeah. Ham? The Saints. But ham? I do think Kendall Hinton plays better quarterback today than Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, that's if a that lock. Happens, <laughs> that's, 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 a lock? that's your lock? Uh, there's no such thing as a lock, but I think he has a chance oh, yeah. to play better than yeah, Mr. Yeah, Biscay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got the next games. We're moving on to the afternoon. That was the uh, that was the first afternoon game. Three oh five start Saints Broncos. We got the 49ers and the Rams. Angelo, where are you going? Both teams have kind of been suspect for a while. They have good games, yeah. they have bad games. Uh, I'm gonna. Just, I think the Rams' defense is just gonna be better than the 49ers' offense, so I'm gonna just take the Rams. Tyler, I'll take the Rams too. Uh, 49ers are still super beat up. They are getting uh, Ricky Mostert back today, though. But uh, I think I think that Rams' defense just bottles them up and doesn't let them do much on offense. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams here as well. I, the San Fran, they're still hurt. Uh, they got. I think Ayuk is still on COVID nineteen protocol. Debo Samuel is still on IR. I believe they're just so banged up. I, I thought Debo was coming back today. I'll check. Oh, is he? I don't know. That team has dealt with so much injury. It's not even oh, funny. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm taking. I'm definitely taking the forty or the Rams in this one. All right, it, our the best afternoon game. I think there's only three of them on today, which kind of fucking sucks to be honest with you. All right, but the better of the three afternoon games, we get the Chiefs in Tampa facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, this is uh, this is a weird game. This is a weird game. I don't know if I like this game for the Chiefs, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Uh, it's just an odd game. Like, I don't know. I think Patrick Mahomes goes out there and balls out against a defense that's struggling right now in the Tampa yep. Bay Buccaneers. But I don't know, man. I could see Tom Brady lighting up a not so great Kansas City defense too. I think this game, this this has a game, this is a has the potential to be an absolute barn burner game. It could be a forty-five to forty-two showcase that we could see in the afternoon, and it it could go either way. So, but are I, you saying pound the over? Uh, I would oh, run the over on oh, this. Oh. Both defenses are not that great. Everybody's given Tampa Bay all these props to this awesome defense. And the reason why they've been so good this year is because Tom Brady keeps them off the field. That's pretty much all it boils down to. Tom Brady eats up so much clock. The guy's a fucking clock whore. All right. But so the over under is 55 and a half. 55 and a half. I would it pound is. the over on it. 
it it opened up at forty nine and a half this week, and it's been bet up to up to fifty five and a half. I don't know. I don't know if I like the over on it. I might take the under on fifty five and a half. Yeah, with with how much has been probably, up, I think taking the under is a smart bet there. Yeah, or take the, if you if you want, tease the total up and then take the under. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm taking the Chiefs. Tyler, who are you taking? I think I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. The Chiefs don't have the type of defense that usually gives Brady a rough time back there. So I do think this is going to be a great game, but I think the Chiefs pull it out. And Angelo. Well, I liked the Chiefs also, but since you both picked the Chiefs, I'm going to go with TB12. I'm going to take Tampa Bay this week. The only reason that I think I initially going into this before we started talking, I was thinking Kansas City was going to blow the doors off of Tampa Bay, winning like 45 to 20, something like that. Um, it could go that way too. And that's what I. That's what I. That's my initial <laughs> feeling. So. I'm picking Tampa Bay strictly to get a game up if they happen to win, but I don't think they're going to win. That's just – Yeah, it's, it's a tough game. All right, let's move on. We always save our Monday night game or our, our Bears game for last. We got the Seahawks-Eagles. The Eagles fucking suck, man. I hate Philadelphia. I hate them. Just I think I hate Philadelphia more than New York sports teams. I think that's a strong possibility. I do not like the Eagles at all. I think they're terrible. I think Carson Wentz is terrible. They have no wide receivers. They have no running back game. Their defense is awful. I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm taking Seattle in this game. Yeah. Uh, I'll go next. I'm taking Seattle also. I think uh, Philadelphia is a train wreck right now. All right. And Tyler? I also have Seattle. Uh, reports came out this morning that Jalen Hurts has been taking some QB1 snaps in practice this week. So it go. might, be, might if, be the beginning of the end for Carson Wentz. That means if Wentz struggles in the first half, it's over. He's just not a good quarterback. I don't know what I don't the think he's any going good. on with him. I mean, yeah, man. I don't think decent. he's any good. His whole nah. career he's been decent, and this year, man, he's just completely imploded. I mean, he was in he was in the talks for MVP that year. They were going to the Super Bowl, and then he blew his knee out. Other and then after that, it just never got back on track. I honestly think I may take Mitchell Trubisky over Carson Wentz. You're fucking high. No, I'm being serious. (laughs) I'm being serious. I don't like any. I don't like any type of game. There is no quarterback in the universe that I would take Mitch Trubisky over, except Mike Lennon. Oh, that's it. That's it. Ooh, boo this man. All right. And then we got a Tuesday night game, which because everybody's coughing up COVID out in fucking Pittsburgh and Baltimore. All right. And that's exactly the game. We got the Ravens going to Pittsburgh uh, to play the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers in this game. I like that. I don't like anything about the Ravens at all right now. And with all the COVID struggle that they have, they have no running backs, no Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I I think the I, I got it at five and a half. Uh, I think it's, that it's been moved up since ten. It's ten right now. Oh my lord! Yeah. I don't like that. I don't I, like that. I I don't think this. I think this Baltimore team is going to struggle. They have I think to struggle too. But Robert Griffin, baby, come back. Poof, Robert Griffin the oh, third. RG knee. 
RG, yeah, RG Mean Three. <laughs> Yo, this would be a game where RG Three will come out and look pretty okay, and Ryan Pace will be quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Yep. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yep. And then blow his fucking knee out in week two. Week one, fucking All right. I got, I got Pittsburgh also. All right. So we're across the board on Pittsburgh on this one. And now to the fucking game of games. We got two Bears fans here. We got a cheese fuck here. All right. We got a Packer fan here. Not fun. Guys, it's, it's finally here. Bears go up to Lambeau this week to play the Packers. And Mitch Trubisky is now the starting quarterback, and I'm pretty sure Angelo has COVID. He's just sitting there blowing <laughs> shit off into a nap in the fucking last 10 minutes of the show. Dude, I, I think it's just the allergies of the weather changing and shit. I'm all fucking, I'm all congested right here. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I already had COVID. I can't get it yet. Like, <laughs> at least I don't it. think so. I can't get it again. I can't get it again. But, yeah, here we go. We got the uh, – I know where I'm going in this game. I know where I'm going. I'm yeah, thinking. I know you. I know I know where you're going. You I'm hate the Bears team. I, 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 do, I do hate this Bears team, but I, I know. love the Bears. I'm taking the Packers in this game. I can't Aaron Rodgers is 18 and 5 against the Bears in his career. I can't believe you just said that. What? Bears Packer week. You can't put your hate for the Bears aside. Nope. And hate the Packers more. I you do know? hate the Packers more, but nope. I hate this Bears team. Nope. <laughs> All right, I dude, listen. Fuck you. I get so much shit on this on Twitter. From everybody, I know. I, I fucking love it. I want. <laughs> they they call me time. Pack Mike and shit, and I fucking hate the Packers. Okay. All right. Like, I, I fucking Mike. hate them. All right. Uh, all because I said that my favorite quarterback of all time is Brett Favre. I'm not changing my mind. My favorite quarterback is still going to be Brett Favre, whether you fucking call me Pack Mike or not. I don't give a shit. All right. That's the that's the dilemma I have to live up to. Okay. Fine. But Aaron Rodgers is 18 and 5 against the Chicago Bears. This dude has had monster fucking games against the Bears. Games where, and he's had games where it's like, oh, the Bears are going to win this one. And then he gets hurt. And Rodgers goes out hurt, comes back to save the day in the last eight minutes of the fucking game to win the game. I, I can't high know. Shit. Yeah, he's higher than a kite. You know? <laughs> Listen, if, if Aaron Rodgers can play stoned and beat the Chicago Bears in eight minutes in the fourth quarter, I'm going to take a healthy Aaron Rodgers who's on a fuck you tour to show the Green Bay Packers that they fucked up by taking Jordan Love. I'm taking the Packers in this game. That's uh, that's where I'm staying. I don't care. I'm taking the Packers. Angelo, go ahead. I'm last when we play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, Tyler, go ahead. He's going to surprise you take the Bears. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got I got I got the Packers. Uh, what? I don't think no way. I don't think the Bears Bears team has a, a chance in this game. Me neither. All right, Angelo, go ahead. Do, you go don't ahead. Think they have a, you don't think they have a chance? No. I think I anytime this fucking bear I think anytime <laughs> the Bears or the Packers play, there's always a chance for the Bears to win. <laughs> but like have they won? No, they haven't. But every game Trubisky has played against the Packers, there's always been a chance for the Bears to win the entire game. The Is last his shoulder games, 100% healthy? Well, it's better than fucking uh, <laughs> Nick Foles back there. And that's without a doubt. But that offensive um, line, they needed to go back to Mitch Trubisky. They I agree. Need- no, I agree. That offensive line is bad. Now, I have the Bears winning. Seven. <laughs> 
17 to 14. I like how you oh. talk yourself into convincing yourself that the Bears are going to win. I like the Bears. All right. So for pick'em purposes, <laughs> I, I, I've said every single week going – so this is 12 weeks in a row. I will never pick against the Bears. Well, you should because this is why you you suck at the pick'ems. Oh, I don't hear you that low in the standings, Mike. Yeah. Can you speak up, please? Eat a dick. Even with me picking the Bears, I'm still in second place, and I'm only two games out. All right. Well, I'm picking the Bears. I don't think the Bears are going to win, but I'm picking the Bears. All right. So there we go. We got our games in. Angelo, the stat sheet corrector, make sure you have everything written down for next week to give us our standings. Oh, and I'm super happy, guys, because right at the specific, right at the perfect timing. Our guy, Eric Lambert from Sports Mockery, is joining us right now to talk about the Bears-Packers game. Like I said, we always save this game for the for the last game of the week, the Bears game, to talk about the Bears. We always try to have a guest. And I do have good news. Eric and I were talking. Well, first, let's welcome him. Eric, my man, what's going on, dude? How are you? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Uh, it's, well, it's Bears-Packer week, man. So we're I'm struggling as a Bears fan. We got... This asshole next to you. <laughs> All right, and then we got we got another disgruntled Bears fan over here, right next to me here. This is going to be a rough week, Eric. What are what are the Bears in store for here? We got word that Trubisky is now finally back. He's playing quarter. He's starting at quarterback today. Nagy came out and said that I think yesterday or Friday. I forget which day. But uh, what's 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 the game plan here? What are we going to see out of Mitch? You think? You know, I think Mitch is coming in with a chip on his shoulder for obvious reasons. I mean, he's motivated. He, he, you know, his contract is coming up. You know, he's got to play well if he wants to get paid this offseason because he's going to be a free agent. You know, the fifth-year option was declined. So he's plenty motivated to play well in this game. And, you know, it's as good a time as any because there's six games left and he doesn't have a lot of time left. He has to make an impression now. So I think he's going to be motivated to play well. Whether he does, I guess we're going to see. Right. Is his shoulder back to health? Is that the go? Is he full participant in practice or is he limited? Uh, he is full go. He said himself he's 100%. It feels good. You know, he's had enough time to recover. So I don't think the shoulder will have any limitations. All right. So do you, is this just a way because of how bad Nick Foles has looked over the last couple of weeks? The word came out that the hip wasn't as bad as the carting off the field needed to, you know, showed. Is this a way for Nagy to maybe see how the offense runs with Trubisky instead of Foles because of how bad Foles has looked without actually saying, hey, we're going back to Mitch full-time? I think that that's part of it. I do think Foles is still pretty hurt. You know, hip pointers aren't exactly comfortable injuries, even though it wasn't as serious as they initially feared. And you have to remember, he's already immobile as it is. And when you have a hip problem on top of that, it's probably even worse, especially behind this offensive line. Yeah. So it just gave Nagy a good enough excuse to say, okay, we're going back to Mitch because he can actually move. So that's the biggest reason they're probably going back to him. But I do think Nagy is saying to himself, I've got to find a way to give this team a spark. And if, and if it means going back to Mitch, I'm going to have to do that. So, you know, that's what's going to happen. And, you know, maybe his legs will give him a little extra juice and, you know, keep the offense on the field a little more often. That's that seems to be the, the biggest problem. They always come out and they look so lackluster every snap on offense. The defense is always fired up. The offense gets out there and they're moving at such a snail's pace. It's it's it makes you wonder every time they speed up. They always seem to look good, and I'm hoping to see Trubisky utilize his legs to 
get some time in that pocket. Do you think that they'll be designing more quarterback option type of plays for Trubisky, or are they going to stick to a similar plan that they had in like week one and two? I think they're going to try and go with what they did in weeks one and two because this opponent, the Packers, don't exactly have the strongest run defense. They're going to try and establish the ground game with David Montgomery, even though he's traditionally struggled against the Packers. If they can get that going, then I think Trubisky will play better because he tends to be better off play action and with a, uh, an established ground attack. So I think they're going to try. Whether they do, you know, it's hard to say with this offensive line. Right. You and I, I were talking a little – oh, go ahead, Tyler. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know Nagy refused to uh, name a starter after this week. If Trubisky plays decent this week, do you think he continues to roll with him when Nick Foles comes back, or do you think they go back Foles? I think that ultimately depends on how Trubisky plays. If he if he has a, a real a real dud of a game, I think absolutely they'll consider going back to Foles. But if he plays reasonably well, you know, I think they're going to try and ride the hot hand because they need a hot hand because nothing else is working on this offense. Right, Eric. Uh, now. We've just seen Matt Patricia get fired after the debacle in uh, in Denver. Oh, was that what you were going to say, Mike? Yeah, you stole my uh, question, dickhead. My bad. I was going to say, do you think, like, let's say the Bears go out there tonight and it's forty-five to three, will Matt Nagy be fired at the end of the at the end of the week, going into next week? You know, you know, I think it'll be very tempting for you know <laughs> yeah. that, but ultimately he's proven himself to be an owner who's going to give. Hit the people he hired a full season to just, you know, finish the string out and then he'll start fresh in the offseason. He did that for Tressman despite the debacle in Green Bay in 2014. So if he did that for Tressman, I think he'll do that for Nagy, who he still likes and respects. So I don't expect anybody to get fired midseason. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat with you there. I mean, I think I think I don't think they'll make a move uh, midweek. I think they'll wait to the end of the season to make a move there, Eric. I, I'm, I'm a little just to see what what else is out there. Now, I was I was doing some a little bit of research here, and I, I read your article yesterday about what the Bears are looking are looking at, and you brought up this kid Kyle Trask, and I love this kid down there in Florida. I like what I see out of this kid. This kid has a good zip on his ball. He can move a little bit. The only thing I'm a little worried about with Kyle Trask is his height. He's kind of seen, he's like 6'3. We got some big old linemen down here, up in here in Chicago. But this kid seems to be the real deal. What is your prospect of this kid so far? You know, he's a solid, he's a solid guy. And you and solid's not bad. You know, I, you know, I've read he's 6'5, so I don't know where the 6'3 thing came from. Maybe, maybe it's just a misconception, but he seems to have good enough size. You know, the arm's not too bad. It's, I mean, it's not elite by any stretch of the imagination, but he gets enough zip on the balls. He's great at the short to intermediate areas, extremely accurate. He throws with poise, timing, all the stuff you like to see, good field vision, all that stuff. I mean, his rise has been very impressive, especially in the SEC. So you always like to see that against the top competition. So I, th I think he's what you'd call a high floor guy. You know, he's somebody who's probably going to be pretty decent in the NFL, have a decent career. You just don't know about his ceiling. You know, how much higher can he go in terms of his physical skill set? That's what, you know, teams are sort of struggling with him right now. Can he go even higher than he's played right now? The kid reminds me, all, he almost has like the same type of, he carries himself like 
Ben Roethlisberger. I would say that's a pretty good comp to Kyle Trask. When he moves, he's a lumbering mover. You know what I mean? Like where it's going to be hard to bring the guy down. And like I'll, I'll say this too. Um, one of my favorite aspects about baseball is pitching. Okay. I love pitching in baseball. All right. You always, when I looked for like stud pitchers, you look at all these guys that are like, look at Carlos Zambrano. That guy was, the guy had an ass like a horse. You know what I mean? Like he had the hips to do it. Like he threw hard. You know what I mean? And that's one thing. It's he's this Kyle Trask kid. He's big. Like he's built wide, like a refrigerator with legs. And that's one thing I like about this kid. Where is this kid's um, potential in the draft? Is he a first rounder, second rounder, third round? Where do you think he'll fall if he does enter the NFL draft? When I initially evaluated Trask, I had him as a high as a high second rounder. But the way he's been playing lately, he's right. playing himself into the first round right now. There's no question in that. Now, it's it becomes a question of where is he going to go in the first round. I don't think he's going to make it into the top ten. I'm thinking somewhere in the teens range. So this is why the Bears are coming into the conversation because right now they have the 16th overall pick they're projected to have. So they could be in that conversation for possibly drafting Trask. And from everything I've heard, they're you know paying close attention to him for that obvious reason. Right. So if if he if well, if the Bears do fall at that 16 pick where they're going to be in mediocrity hell and where Kyle Trask may fall, do you we all know that the Bears need a quarterback here with not picking up the option on Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles is still stuck here over your next couple of years. Do you say uh, do you say fuck it and just take your old lineman, the immediate need that you need and pass up on on Kyle Trask? I mean, what do they do there? It's, it's a very difficult question, believe me, because both sides have an argument. They badly need a quarterback, and Kyle Trask has shown to be a good, solid quarterback and somebody who can probably start right away, which is another in intriguing part of him. But at the same time, their offensive line is a complete wreck, and Tra while Trask can move a bit, he's not exactly you know a runner. So right. if you put him behind that offensive line without additional help, He's going to he's going to be abused. So it's, it's a very difficult question. And also something you need to keep in mind is, do you want to put that decision in the hands of Pace and Nagy? No, right. Who, who might be, you know, entering a lame duck season of sorts next year if you do bring them back. So it's this whole, you know, convoluted situation that the Bears need to sort out before they even consider taking the quarterback. If it were me. I'd go O-line and sort of punt the quarterback decision either to the second round or even to the next draft and just take, you know, a developmental guy later in the draft and just see if you can get somebody next year because their offensive line's a complete mess right now and they've neglected it for way too long. They need to start fixing that. I'm on the same page with you, man. I go back and forth. I go back and forth on whether or not this team needs to draft O-line 1-2 and then grab a guy in the third round or go O-line quarterback, O-line wide receiver, you know, they, they lack so much on the offensive side of the ball. It's not even funny. They still need the number two wide receiver other than Allen Robinson. And who knows if Allen Robinson's even going to come back, you know? So, I mean, they, they got so many holes on the offensive side of the ball. It's rough. And this week going up to green Bay, like you alluded to earlier, where we were talking Packers bears here, let's get back on that track. You said that the, the Packers do not have a great rush defense. They don't have that great of a pass defense either. They do have one solid corner up there, but with no time in the offensive line for the Chicago Bears, how do the Bears win this game, Eric? Is it going to be set up the run and rely on play action? 
it's going to be, you know, set up the run, but I also think attacking the middle of the field with your tight end, something they've been somewhat reluctant to do from time to time, because, but you've got two guys who can catch the ball in Komet and Graham, you know, their line, their inside linebackers, you know, aren't horrible, but they also aren't great either. So you, you got to find a way to try and exploit any advantage you can get. And, you know, attacking the middle of the field, running the football seem to be their best bets right now because their corners are pretty solid, especially Alexander. And history has shown, especially with Mitch, when he attacks the outside, he tends to throw interceptions from time to time. So get Anthony Miller involved, maybe take a shot with Darnell Mooney from time to time to keep a coverage, you know, backed up a little bit and see if you can run the football. I think that's their best bet to win this game because I think they really need to control the football and keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Otherwise, it's going to be a boat race. Right. <laughs> Eric, you mentioned, you mentioned the uh, the tight end position. Every time we've seen Cole Komet get a good amount of targets, he's looked pretty good. Is there a specific reason that they're just not getting him more involved? Are they unable to? Is he not developing the way they want him to? Because it seems to me that it's nuts that they play – you know, Jimmy Graham so much between the 20s and then they just go away from the tight end inside the 20s. But is there a reason that Cole's not getting more looks? Basically the scheme. You know, that's the biggest explanation I've been able to find because the tight ends coach, Clancy Barone, literally said this scheme doesn't design around specific players. It, des it designs around, you know, types of plays. If you get this coverage on this side of the field, then throw to this side of the field, stuff like that. So it's not that type of scheme, which is kind of a problem considering what we've seen so far. And it sort of enhances what a lot of people have already said about Matt Nagy. He doesn't know how to utilize his personnel properly because he's so married to the scheme and he hasn't been able to adjust. And that's been a huge issue for this team. So I think that's a big reason why Komet hasn't gotten more looks which is why a lot of people want Nagy gone because they feel somebody else can come in and proper, properly utilize what he can do. So it's a question of can Bill Lazor maybe adjust the scheme enough to start using these guys properly? If not, then you know we're probably not going to see these coaches around much longer. And, and that's what I was going to ask. Do you think another coach, any other type of coach in the NFL right now, pick a guy, would be utilizing and – more successful with this group of players or is it like the group of players themselves just don't have the talent i think this group does have talent they flashed it plenty of times over over the past couple of years i think it does have talent it's just not being you know developed and utilized properly you know the two guys who stand out to me as possibilities for coming in and using it well are joe brady the offensive coordinator in carolina he's had you know a meteoric rise from what he did at lsu and now what he's doing in carolina and then Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator in Tennessee, who's done a tremendous job with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, all those guys. So I think you bring one of those two guys in, I think they'd make a, make way more out of what we have than uh, what Matt Nagy's done. One guy that I really like, Eric, is I like this. I like the offensive coordinator out there in Pittsburgh, Rob, Randy Fitchner. Um, one, I, I think I have it right where the – if everything – Shits the bed here, and the Bears, you know, they don't make the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Um, when is the very first time that they can start interviewing coaches and stuff like that? If they're going to move on from Pace, and if they're going to move on from Nagy, do they, can they start interviewing first week of the playoffs? Is that correct? Do I have that right or no? Yes, it depends on uh, it depends on the types of coaches. If a coach has a bye, like 
there's only going to be one team in each conference that'll have a buy. So you can interview any coach from either of those teams during that sequence, but you'll have to wait to interview other coaches until after the first playoff game and so on and so forth until either their season's over or until after the Super Bowl. I really like that Randy Fitchner guy out there out in, out in Pittsburgh. He's been pretty damn good. I like that guy. All right. So let's get on it, Eric. We got, we got our predictions here. I'm taking Packers in this game. I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm taking it 34, 13 Packers. All right, Angelo, who are you taking? Um, I never picked the Packers for anything in my life. That's just the meathead <laughs> bear fan of me. Do I think the Bears are going to win? No, but I'm going to pick them to win in a 17 type of 14 game. Um, I just think I hope that the Bears defense can fluster Aaron Rodgers enough to, you know, it, to me, whenever Rodgers plays against a good pass rush he always seems to struggle a little bit he always makes that errant throw or you know gets frustrated with his wide receivers i think there's a possibility for him to get frustrated in this game all right tyler what's your prediction on this game i got the packers 24 13 uh so the packers don't run a very fast-paced offense and going up against a good bears defense i don't think they're gonna they're not gonna be putting up a whole lot of points i think it's gonna be a nice slow-paced game grind the ball, and I don't think the Bears are going to move much on offense. All right, and Eric, what's your prediction, my man? I have the Packers winning 27-14. You know, the Bears will get a couple of touchdowns, probably beneficial of maybe a turnover or a big special teams play. But, you know, even with going to Mitch, I don't think their offense is going to be cohesive enough to, you know, keep up with the Packers in this one. All right, so we got three Bears, or we, I'm sorry, we got three Packers, one Bears. <laughs> it doesn't look that good. That's pro, that's that's we're looking more and more like like the Aaron Rodgers record against the Bears, eighteen and five. Against the Bears. So real quick, if the Bears somehow the NFL adds this this next playoff team, right, and the Bears happen to eke their way into a playoff spot after the five and one record, you know, it's it, a nine and seven could get them in. Does that save Pace and Nagy? Just because they squeak into the playoffs? Honestly, yeah, I think oh. it does. And I, I know uh. you don't really agree with that at the end of the day, they made the playoffs, they had a winning record, so they'll have that going for them. And they'll probably be able to convince McCaskey, listen, just give us one more year to, to let us try and get this thing, this entire thing fixed. You know, let us figure out the quarterback, let us figure out the offensive line and give us one more shot to, you know, really make a run at a Super Bowl next year. And, you know, under the circumstances with COVID and all that stuff, you know, I think that'll be able to sway McCaskey to say, all right, you got one more year. Oh, man. Eric, I, I know you're a Bear fan, man, but I watch it, and I know that you write for Sports Mockery, and, I, and that's awesome, dude. I, I love your stuff. It's great. But I want to talk to you as a fan, not a writer. I want to talk to you as a fan right now. What pisses you off about this Chicago Bears team? Their consistency and being mediocre, to be perfectly honest, it's it's amazing how they've managed to maintain the identity they've had for so long. Great defense, solid special teams, horrific offense. It's been a consistent cycle for decades, literal decades, and it's actually pretty impressive when you think about it. So that's what we're <laughs> You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Oh, man. So there it is. We got three Packers, one Bears to the meathead. Eric, thank you for joining us, man. And I, I did mention earlier in the show that you're going to be joining us every Sunday from here on off for the rest of the season, like you and I had talked about. Going to go over a recap the Bears and stuff like that. 
Eric, where can everybody find you at? I'm not, everybody knows you. I always retweet your stuff, but tell everybody that's listening on the podcast where we can find you on the Twitter machine. How can we read your stuff? You can find me at Eric Lambert one. I'm on there all the time talking bears. All right, Eric, thank you so much, my friend. I, we really do appreciate it. And we will touch base with you next week as the bears take on the lions. Thanks, man. Thanks, Eric. Take care. All right, everybody. Eric Lambert, that guy, listen, Eric's fucking awesome, man. I love yeah. this dude. He comes in with us, he joins us, and he, he he at least tells the truth. You know, he tells us what what we what we want to hear. Me as a bear fan, I want to hear what's going on. I don't want to hear blowing smoke up my ass. And I don't want to hear, you know, fresh cut roses that this team's <laughs> gonna be, they're gonna make the playoffs. He's not a meathead fan. And that's one thing I like about Eric. He he's to the point, man. He tells it like it is. And Listen, it's awesome that he came and joined us again today. It sucks. The realization of everything going on here where the Bears are in mediocrity. It sucks that the Bears have to go up against the Packers this week in a game where I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. I will watch it. But it's not going to be a fun watch as I think the Packers are going to trounce them. Let me say this. I know you think I'm a meathead, and I do come off as meatheadish. I don't think the Bears are going to win this game. I don't think they're a good team. I think no, I the Packers. I, I think the Packers are going to go in there, and, and I I think they're going to embarrass the Bears. I mean, the Bears. Every time I think it can't get worse, it has gotten worse, <laughs> and I don't think it could have got worse from the game before the bye. But I think this will get worse, and that's what sucks the most. And we talk about this like a broken fucking record. We're like an we're like an antifreeze drip. <laughs> In our fucking blood, we're dying slowly and slower and slower. Our livers are gonna give out. Our stomachs are gonna explode. Our hearts gonna tank. Uh, real quick, speaking about stomachs exploding, go eat firehouse subs, guys. Quick, <laughs> got it in there. Go eat firehouse subs. It'll fill I you just, up. It'll make your stomach want to explode. It's delicious. Firehouse. I try. Up. I try to keep this positive attitude with this team because I love the Bears so much. They're my favorite Chicago sports team. Bears one, Cubs two, B. It's just – it sucks that that Eric is right. This team has just been so okay with being mediocre for so long right? that it's it's so frustrating. And I feel like now you've seen teams kind of take – especially like with the Bulls, you've seen teams take this, this approach where the fans' voice is really making these organizations have to step up and make change. And I'm hoping that – even if they squeak into the playoffs, that somehow the the anger in the fan base and the lack of success is going to push this team to want better. You know what I mean? And right. that's just that's my hope. Well, I don't know? think I don't think that this team is good enough to make the playoffs. I I, I really don't. I don't think they're going to squeak in there. The way Arizona's playing in the hunt. And the way that you're going to get at least one team out of the NFC least to host a fucking playoff game, the teams that are in the hunt, you got some really good teams in the hunt. So I think I, who's in the hunt? You got Tampa Bay in the hunt. You got but the Rams and uh, – go ahead, Ty. If, if we have the Tuesday night game canceled, if there's more positive tests, they have already decided – they are going to add an extra playoff team in each conference. So at that point, then it's eight teams making the playoffs. Yep. And it's if they're sitting, at, if they are sitting at eight and eight, I think they get in. I and that's the stupid. That's that's the thing. That's why I asked Eric that question. I don't want to see this team get into the playoffs and get fucking housed. Well, and, like, and that doesn't. Really- 
That's not even what I'm worried about. I'm worried about this team making it into the playoffs and then like Eric said, using personnel, right? Yes, using that as a way. Oh, well, hey, we made the playoffs. Like, bro, you were five and one at one point. Right. And if you make the playoffs at eight and eight, how is that a, how is that successful? Right. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, listen, there's been teams, uh, there's gonna be a team this year that goes underneath 500 to fucking win to win a division. We see it, it, it's happened before where the Seattle Seahawks, a seven and nineteen, went down to New Orleans and fucking rolled New Orleans in a playoff game. All right. It, I'm not going to say it's not. It, it, I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. It's just very unlikely that it's going to happen. And the Bears, listen, then the Bears are one of those teams where if they do squeak into the playoffs, they're dumb enough to win a fucking playoff game. Yeah, like really, honestly, they they would be. They're good enough to where they would win a playoff game based on the defense alone, depending on who they're playing. Look, the Bears have beaten some pretty good teams so far. A couple of good teams so far this year. They beat Tampa Bay, very good team. Right, we just got done talking about him. Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, now Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Ronald Jones. They beat that team somehow, some way. They beat that team. They were in. A, uh, who else did they beat here? I, I'm drawing a blank here. They beat the Giants. They beat the fucking Panthers. They the beat Lions. The, the Lions. Lions. But but then they go out and lose to the fucking Vikings. Yeah. Like that makes no sense to me. And the Vikings lose to the fucking Cowboys. So like, I, like listen, this team is. It's and I'm fucking sick of it, man. Like he said, they, I'm tired of the media. He said, Eric said he's tired of the mediocrity, and it's astonishing that they have continued to sit in that fucking purgatory forever. I made a post on Thanksgiving that I hope the Caskey's turkey was dry and her stuffing was slop. All right, because I fucking hate this purgatory that they've put me in the last two decades of being a fucking Bears fan. It- and right. uh, you know, unsuitable appearance in the last fucking twenty years is not yep. good enough. Right. All right. And I'm not the guy that's like, oh, well, it's okay to suck as long as you beat the Packers twice. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if they lose both games against the Packers every single year. I don't care as long as they're a good enough team to fucking make the playoffs on a consistent basis. Take a page out of Green Bay's book. I was just going to say that. Winner. I mean, become a division winner. Take a page out of their book and become a division winner. You, you playoffs consistently. So I live in Wisconsin, right? I yeah. never hear Packer fans say, "Well, I don't care if they win every if they lose every game as long as they beat the Bears." Yeah, because that's what winning organizations right. don't think. They think I want to win every game. I don't care. Right. I don't want to lose. And this Bears team, like, so fans in Chicago have this weird perception that if you question the team, you're automatically like not a fan of that team. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Sylvie from ESPN talks about it all the time. You can question the team. That's what being a fan is, is questioning a team and not being satisfied with mediocre play. Why? Because we put, we work. We're not millionaires, right? We have to work. And when we work hard for our money, the last thing we want to do is spend money on going to see a piss poor performance from one of our favorite sports teams. Right, you know what I mean, and and that's not fair to the fan base. Give the fans something to be excited for. I live you know, in Wisconsin. You know how hard it is to raise two boys to be Bears fans in Wisconsin. <laughs> it is not an easy fucking task, boys. Especially, when the, other, especially the other team has been has has been on a pedestal of being a better team over right. the last fucking twenty years. Right, they uh, just win. I'm not saying Green Bay is the fucking greatest team on the planet. I fucking hate the Packers, dude. <laughs> I really do. It's one. I don't know. 
like seriously, I hate the fucking Packers, okay? But when it boils down to it, it's where winning organization looks like. And the Bears are not a winning organization. They're really not. They need a bunch of change in this fucking team to become an actual a legitimate team again, a legitimate ran organization. I said it a couple weeks ago, man, that this fucking Bears team may be one of the worst ran organizations in all of fucking sports. It may yeah. be, Angela. It seriously may be. Yeah, I mean, you I, go through uh, I would, I would how this shithead Nagy. Yep. You go through um, – Help me out here. Who was the shithead GM before Pace? Uh, Emery. Emery. Ray Emery and fucking Ryan Pace. And he just – all right, no, I give Ryan Pace credit to where it's due, man. The guy built a fucking amazing defense. He built an amazing defense. Eddie Jag. I mean, I got it. I'm not going to shit on him for that. So, I'll get – but right, here's the thing. brought in his, here. His head that, coach was, Ryan, was John Fox. John Fox is a defensive coach. He knows how to find defensive players. Yeah, no, but you you just got to draft him. John Fox didn't have any pull. You knew John Fox was a stopgap in between whoever you were going to add next after Dressman. He's a stopgap guy. Wasn't John Fox blindsided by the yep. Trubisky pick? Didn't he yep. want yeah. Watson? Yep. yep, he wanted Watson. And here's the other thing. He didn't want Kevin White when Ryan Pace drafted Kevin White. And Ryan Pace still drafted Kevin White. That's what I mean. Is John Fox helps these talks with? I want this guy. I want that guy. Yeah, Leonard Floyd didn't pan out right, but Adam Shaheen didn't pan out right. Right. Every single offensive pick that Ryan Pace has made has been, been lackluster to say the least. I like David Montgomery, but you haven't been able to see the guy's potential behind a fucking shitty O line. Running backs are such a dime a dozen. You see it in every like team. It. Every single team. That, that's the worst part is that Montgomery's production hasn't even been average right. because of this team. If he was average, at least you'd be like, yeah, well, maybe with a better offensive line, he could be better. But he's not even – I mean, has he broken 50 yards a game? Yeah, he's well, broken I mean, 50 yards, I think. It's kind, kind of hard to do that when you get the ball handed off to you and you got three dudes in your face. You right, can't right, do that. right. And that's I mean, what – He's, he's one of the this- most – Go ahead, Ty. Go ahead. Uh, he's one of the most elusive running backs in the league. He, uh, I don't have the stat pulled up in front of me, but I know he's in the top five in elusive rate. So, I mean, he, he's got the talent, but he just can't do anything when he's got three guys in his face by the time he takes two steps. You can't even – like I, in every game that I've watched that David Montgomery has been in, he hasn't even had the opportunity to showcase how fast the fucking guy is. Honestly. The way he's been getting batted around by a fucking defensive players as soon as they hit the fucking line, it's terrible. That's why you don't I even think know that's... what you got in this kid, man. All right? right, and then you know, okay, I'm not a fan of Anthony Miller. I wasn't a fan of Anthony Miller when they drafted him. Okay, I I, I just don't like him. I, he he may be a good player. I don't know. I mean, again, that boils down to how shitty your fucking offense has been over the last couple of years. Okay, I do like what I've seen out of Darnell Mooney so far. I watched that guy during a Rams game a few weeks ago beat Jalen Ramsey fucking four times in one game. Yep. Jalen Ramsey's one of the top cornerbacks in all of football, if not the top cornerback in all of football. And Darnell Mooney legit made him his bitch four times in that game. Blew him out of the fucking water on a go route, on a post route, and on a slant route. It was fucking ridiculous. Blew him out of the water. That first initial juke move, Jalen Ramsey's jock trip was sitting five yards away from him. It fell off of him. Like, that's how bad he juked him out. All right, I like what I see out of Darnell Mooney. Fucking get to get the ball. 
But you, yeah. you, you get, it's I don't know, man. I don't even We're know. Gonna, we we'll we'll sit here and we'll spin it's around and around the fucking bitching part of the show, right? Where we end up leaving the show aggravated because we fucking I, we love the Bears and we love the Bears so much that we just it's we every every week it's that cycle. Now, why don't we transition to fantasy? Because let's get some <laughs> quick fantasy in. So yeah, we I, can get off. The all right, go Bears! I gotta I gotta go. Uh, you guys, Tyler, give your fantasy stuff. I'm gonna drop out. All right, all right, all right. So uh, just like every week here, I have a couple streamers, uh, especially this week due to all the last-minute COVID stuff. If your league is allowing alternates because of the COVID stuff with the Steelers and the uh, Ravens, if you need to scoop yourself up an alternate, say you got Big Ben or not James Conner, James Conner has COVID. Uh, Gus Edwards or uh, Deontay Johnson, Juice Schuster, one of those guys. You could pick one of these guys up and name them as an alternate if your league is allowing it. So uh, QB this week, I got Daniel Jones going up against the Cincinnati Bengals and uh, Ryan Fitzmagic going up against the Jets. It's a revenge game for Fitzmagic, but he has one of those every single week he starts because he's played for half the teams in the league. Uh, over at running back, we got Brian Hill. Uh, I like Brian Hill as a spot start this week. Low end RB two numbers. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna win you a week, but I don't think he's gonna hurt you. I think he's got a floor of around eight to nine points. He's gonna get a bulk of the carries with uh, Todd Gurley being out. And then uh, another guy, Jordan Wilkins. He's gonna split carries with Naheem Hines since uh, Jonathan Taylor is now on the COVID list. I know we picked. I also gave you guys Jordan Wilkins last week. Game script didn't go his way. Jonathan Taylor did have the hot hand. So if Wilkins gets out in the game with a hot hand, I think he takes a bulk of the – I think he takes most of the carries away from Hines, and Hines is going to work in the passing game. But the, that's the problem with the uh, the Colts running back by committee is, is they're just going to play the hot hand. If Naheem Hines comes out and lights the world on fire, Wilkins isn't going to yeah. get many touches. I played the over on his rushing yards last week against the Packers for Hines. Nice, same here. Didn't even get <laughs> close, man. Didn't even get yeah. close. Yeah, I think he ended up with like minus one rushing. Yeah, was, was I was so like hopeful. <laughs> I was so hopeful. And then uh, it just that, slapped that me right Packers, in the face. Packers rush defense can't fucking stop anybody, but that yeah. week was there's Jonathan Taylor hot hand. Leave it to the Packers to ruin my day some more. <laughs> All right, over at running back, we got uh, Nelson Aguilar for the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to pull up his stats real quick because Nelson Aguilar has some crazy stats. I could definitely Come use on. this running back help. My uh, my running back situation has been terrible. All right, so on the season, Nelson Aguilar has 24 catches and six of those are touchdowns. Nice. A, qu- a quarter of his catches are touchdowns. So I think he has a very nice chance to get in the end zone this week against the weak ass Atlanta Falcons defense. Uh, and then my other two guys, Jalen Rager for the for the Eagles and Kendall Hinton for the Broncos. He's going to be making a spot start at QB this week since they have no QB. He is wide receiver eligible on every platform besides ESPN. ESPN, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They have Taysom Hill as tight end eligible last week, and this week 
Kendall Hinton is only QB eligible. So what the hell are you guys doing? He's never <laughs> QB in the NFL, and he's already QB eligible. I don't know what the hell they're doing. And then uh, tight end, <laughs> neither neither of these guys really get me excited, but Trey Burton, and Kyle Rudolph, tight end landscape is miserable, especially with Mark Andrews being out this week. Lots of people are going to the waiver wire to try and find somebody. I think Trey Burton and Kyle Rudolph have a chance to get in the end zone, especially Kyle Rudolph, because Irv Smith is out this week. All right, so there's our fantasy stuff. Now we got some bets. We got some bets. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what are the what are the what are the smart plays this week? All right, so I only have one play this week. Mike forced me into it. I was going to take the week off because it's been a very, very rough couple weeks. So if you guys are reading between the tea leaves here, it's fade my pick and you guys are going to win some money. Uh, my, uh, my bet is the Chicago Bears team total under 17 points at minus 110. Yeah, I like I, I would take that too. I don't believe <laughs> the Bears are going to score 17 points. All right, so I will, uh, I will, I will pound the over on that one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't like at it either. Least, yeah. At least somebody will finally win some money for my picks. Then. Are, are you locking it in? Are you locking it in, Tyler? Come on. A lock. Come on. Man, you gotta every, have your lock. Every time you try and get me. That's the funny part at this point. That's what's funny. All right, That's why it's funny. Bears, Bears team total under seventeen. Lock. All right, there's our lock. So that means the Bears are going to score 24 points, guys. On FanDuel, (laughs) it's at 16 and a half. Oh, it just dropped. Because before the show started, I got 17 from FanDuel. Because Tyler just said it. That's right. So now you pound the over, boys. That's a 17 Uh, waiting to happen. That's a Bears 17 waiting to happen. It's 16 and a half there. I'm probably not touching that because – 17 has a very high likelihood of happening, and if it does hit 17, at least you get the push. You take 17. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I if I probably wouldn't take anything. 16 and a half, 17 and a half. I probably wouldn't touch anything. All right, Angela, you got any bets for this week? Uh, I like the Cole Komet touchdown. Mike, I can't make any more Chicago bets for a while because ever since I hit that Cole Komet anytime touchdown and the Bears to win, uh, I haven't won a Bears bet. Fucking Angela uh, was betting on players that have been out of the league for 60 years <laughs> to score a touchdown. Yeah, Lamar Miller. 200, Bronco Nagurski is going to score a touchdown this week. All right, let's not be outrageous. They're going to put him in a wheelchair. They're going to dig him up, put him in a wheelchair, and hand him the ball. So I like um, I like the over in the Miami and the Jets game. It's at forty five. Um, both teams have put up points. The Jets with Joe Flacco have have moved the ball pretty well. I think that that Sam, sets up. Is he starting? Donald is playing. Yep. Oh man. Well, I still like the over. Oh, man. I still like the over. I still like the over. I don't think that Miami's defense is that great. 45 isn't that hard to get to in the NFL unless you're the Chicago Bears. Um, <laughs> this is the week I think the Bears fall to the Jets for most points, for least points in the NFL. I think the Jets pass them by a lot. So that's my that's my play. It's uh, the over's 45. I think I pound the over. Bow, bow, bow. My play this week is the Baltimore Ravens plus 10. I don't know why. 
I'm going to take this bet. I like RG3. If you put a couple bucks on it, it could be a, b- a big win for you. So uh, let's do – I'm going to do that one as my as my go-to, as my go-to. So, I mean, there we go, man. There we go. What do you think, do you think about the Bears plus eight and a half? I think the – no. <laughs> Come on, just a little bit. I don't think so at all. Dude, check it out. I Gee. found pop in a bottle. Yeah, go to the store, they have a whole aisle that has bottled soda. You know what? You know, <laughs> why don't you make another fucking stupid bet? Walter Payton, touchdown today. Anytime touchdown score. Wouldn't that be fucking cool if he came back? Anytime touchdown score, Walter Payton. On the grave. I'm going to bet on the Bears this week. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll field your bet. Send, send me the money. I'll pay you out the odds. I'll make hey, man. odds. What are my odds? You said you were going to pay me out for the Jets to cover. What happened? No, that, that's on the money line. I'll I'll pay you out on the fucking money line. <laughs> oh, now he's switching his shit, Angela. You see that? Yup. It's that. What a he's got all that airflow through the Packer fucking cheese up there. Yeah, right? And uh, he's a fart in the wind. Losing his train of thought flying through the fucking holes in the hat. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Well, we do got a good day of football going on with us, guys. So, I mean, let's let's hang out, let's watch some football, and let's just enjoy. Let's enjoy. Hey, hopefully, hopefully, everybody's Thanksgiving was good. Go ahead. I'll be watching. I'll be watching that Broncos game closely. I'm interested to see what the hell happens with that. You guys, gonna throw for 400 yards and five tutties. <laughs> so, you would take the under 37? I wouldn't touch that game with your money. I would. What I'd... game? The Broncos game? Yeah. It's 37. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the Broncos implied team total is 10.25, 10 and a quarter. Bro, that's a that, 37. That's hard not to get to in the NFL. Oh, what team doesn't have a quarterback? The Bears. Bears? Oh, all right, two teams. <laughs> Bears. No, it's going to be funny, man. Like, it's going to be weird. Like, I. I've been all week on the Twitter machine. Everybody's been sitting there like, Mitch is back, baby. Oh, yeah. I can't. It's like, oh, my God. And then, like, these guys are like, Mitch is back, get- playoff bound. I'm like, no. Stop you, it. You guys would be four and six right now if Mitch Trubisky didn't get benched in that Falcons game. I think we'd be three and seven. I, I think five we'd be. Five now. I wish we'd be one in fucking 11. <laughs> One in ten. Yeah. Go out and get that big offensive tackle from um Oregon. Nah. Nah, if you if you're on you know, top you have the number one pick, you're, you're taking quarterback. You ain't right, gonna get the number one pick. The Jets ain't gonna fucking I know game. now you're not, but if they were one in ten, that would have been nice. You know, but to bring back on that conversation with Eric, man, I mean I don't even know what the fuck to do if the Bears do get the middle of the road pick. Do you Angelo, do you take a risk on grabbing Kyle Trask, if he uh, falls to you, do you take a quarterback? The Bears aren't in position to take risks right now. They need to take somebody that can come in and make a difference, a factual difference. They need a guy, a, a, a lineman that can come in, you plop his fat ass in the middle, in, the, in that line, and let him be on your team for 10 years. Yeah, that's where I'm at. What about you, Ty? I think you guys trade down and try and stockpile a couple more picks. Ugh. I like I guess, that idea. Like a team with the Dolphins that has like fucking six first round picks over the next two years. I just take want one to of their later picks. Fucking lock. It's and that's what Bears fail to do is like the Dolphins realize, hey, 
we're in a spot right now where we're not doing well. We're just spinning our wheels. They traded guys that normally they everybody. Right. But what did that lead to? That led to a stockpile of drafts. Now what they can do is if they like somebody, they have currency to be able to move no, up and get them. Right. The Bears don't have that luxury. The Bears need to start looking to trade. They have such an abundance of talent on the defense. That's where you're going to get your most assets back for in the draft. But I don't yeah, want to because well, well, you know, because I mean that's what people come to watch us for, right. though, too, man. I mean, we gotta talk bears. I mean, as much as we don't want to fucking god damn it, Megan's buying this thing that looks like a dildo gun. Well, that's good for you, right? Well, not for me, for her, maybe. Look at this thing. So, looks like so a, it looks like an anal bead. It looks like an anal bead on a drill. I saw something. Oh man, I don't I, see it I'm at try, all. I'm trying to find it. Oh right yeah, <laughs> what? It's a muscle massager, isn't it? Oh, well, I, I think it's an anal bead on a drill. Yeah, well, it maybe says, it says massager on there. Yeah, anal, anal massager. Yeah. <laughs> I can't but, find it on Twitter right now, but I saw something earlier this week. It was uh, it was breaking down all the team's salary cap implications after this year. All the money based on uh, future contracts and all that, and it was saying that the Bears are in the worst situation yeah. in the NFL because yep. they do not have much cap space. They, in every team that does not have a lot of cap space, they all have the quarterback situation figured out. That right. is the one thing that the Bears don't have figured out. They got most of the other shit figured out besides the line and quarterback, but they don't have a quarterback and they don't have much money to spend at all. I read that uh, the Bears could potentially be over the cap going into next year to where shit ton of people. Like, big contracts that they had, they have to just look to get rid of. So, on that note, boys. You know, it just, it's not to venture off, venture off the Bears, but it kind of reminds you almost of what the Cubs had to go through here since 2016. Where they're in like a cap hell, where they can't do nothing, and there, there's a there's a big fucking difference between the Cubs and the Bears. They've won a fucking championship, and we're in the playoffs yeah. four years in a row. Yep. All right, yeah. there's a big difference there, you know. So the Bears, I mean, listen, I said it before, and I'll say it again. And I, I'm on the record as, of of saying it. The Bears are at minimum uh, probably four years away from figuring this out. Oh man, yeah, you're right. All right, and I said it last year. I said there, there's a there's a five year window here where the Bears have to figure it out. After looking at that O line last year and them going eight and eight, all right, and then look, I mean, yeah, their defense is good enough to win you seven to eight games, man. But what good is that seven to eight games going to do if it keeps on putting you in a spot where you can't get anything to better your team in the draft? My poor kid's gonna be eleven before the Bears are competing. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. I'm gonna be thirty. I'm gonna be fucking forty years old before the Bears are competing. Like that's legit. That's terrible. You know, and I don't want to see that, man. Because you have all the, you have a fucking Super Bowl caliber defense. Yeah, Tyler, how would you feel to plug in the? How would you, if you were able to take the fucking Bears defense on your team, would you? Well, yeah, that, that'd make the Packers awesome. would go undefeated. Yeah, the, if the, they pa- had the Bears, Bears defense, they would never lose. The game. Bears by themselves, that defense wins them six games a year. Right, just just defensively, 
I mean, you could you could have a fucking shit show like you had last week. All right, well, you, you the Packers lost that game to the fucking Colts. There is no way the Colts are scoring thirty four points against the Bears. It already happened. Yep. You know what uh, I mean? Could could I go on a little rant about that fucking Packers game last year? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go right ahead. All right. So <laughs> so we don't bring in a single fucking weapon for Aaron Rodgers because we're content with fucking Marquez Valdis fucking Scantling. So we don't want fucking T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Will Fuller, A.J. Green, any of those fucking guys because we got Marquez Valdis fucking Scantling. And look what happens. That fucking dude fumbles. Fumble. Unreal, dude. It, it makes no sense. The best fucking wide receiver class of all time. You don't take a single guy because you're content with Marquez Valdez Scantling. And then they had the I chance to go out and get Fuller from uh from the Texans. And yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, we, he had a good we, game. We, we don't want to give a third round or a second round pickup. We'll give you a third. We're, we're planning on using our second round pick next year on another fucking tight end fullback hybrid. Fucking ridiculous, tight back. man. Tight back. Yeah. Like... Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> You're going to get a full end? A full end tight uh, back? Uh, dude, man. Yo, one thing about living up here is Packer fans, they bitch about everything. For no reason. Oh, dude, I was I was so angry. So the fucking Bears fans. Yeah, but the Bears <laughs> suck. That's the difference. The Packers have Aaron Rodgers. You can't bitch when you're when you only lost three I, I don't games. Know, dude. The bitching the- is more of we have one of the most talented quarterbacks of all right. time, and you all only time. have one, you have one Super Bowl to show for it. That is the right. problem. They are content with just making the playoffs and not surrounding yep. him with the weapons he needs to push you to the next fucking level. You're one game away from the Super Bowl last year, and you don't address any fucking needs you have. You're looking towards the future three years, three, four years down the line. That is that is the issue Packers fans have. Is we yeah, are, that's you what, too. In the draft last quarterbacks coming up, no. too. The draft cap, draft, blah, 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 blah. In the draft aspect of things, looking at last year, looking up to this upcoming draft, I think every college quarterback coming out this year is better than Jordan Love. Yeah. Well, the the difference between and Aaron I think even Rodgers, who, who's that little shithead at the Bears like from Brigham Young? BYU. Uh, Wilson. Zach Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. dude's a fucking buster. He hasn't played anybody. Well, the the big three quarterbacks this year, too, are fucking awesome with Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. The big three QBs are fucking I awesome. like Mac Jones, but I don't I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks. I've said that before, uh, too. But I, I really like this Kyle Trask kid. I do like that kid a ton. But I hope the Bears, if they do, if they do fuck up, I hope the Bears, if they do fuck up, they go out and grab Kyle Trask and then just let him sit, let fucking Foles ride it out, let that kid learn underneath the a, a new head coach after you fire Nagy and get some weapons. But I really like that Kyle Trask kid. I think that so, kid, it, he has all the potential to be the next big bet. Angelo, you you compare the Jordan Love pick to the uh, Aaron Rodgers pick. No, I, I said that it was like when the Packers didn't surround Favre with a lot of weapons toward the oh, end yeah. of his They did the same thing with him, too. You're content yeah. with just one suit. Yeah. How the yeah. hell do you have 30 years of 
Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers, and you only have two Super Bowls to show for him, man. Right. It's like, come yeah. on, fucking Brady, Brady by himself has what was he at fucking four? Yeah. Brady? Brady has six. Brady has six. Okay, yeah, six. But no, like seriously, he's fucking won six by himself, and you have thirty years of two top ten quarterbacks of all time, and you only have two fucking Super Bowls to show for. I guess it doesn't make me feel that bad being a Bears fan because we should. Yeah, but listen, the Packers only have one more Super Bowl in that time period than the Bears, and they had two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL ever. The Bears have had more fucking quarterbacks in a year than there are teams in the NFL. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's exaggeration, but. You know, hey, it's kind of, I guess there's a silver lining for everything. But I'm ready but to I, go. I, I could have got behind the Jordan Love pick if they addressed the needs in the second, third, fourth round. But no, they didn't address the needs. They they still continued to fucking build for the future. It made, it made absolutely no sense. And now it is finally coming to bite them in the ass after fucking MBS closed the game last week. And I'm not trying to go back to this, but I heard this on the radio the other day, and I was like, what? That can't be true. All right, that can't be true. I know we've all bitched and moaned, well, us Bears fans anyways, that you passed up on Mahomes, you passed up on Watson, right? Did you know Patrick Mahomes' worst loss in his career through four years, all right, has been only by eight points? Oh, my God, I wish. That's his worst (laughs) loss. His worst loss. Patrick Mahomes, so far in his career, through what is that, 41 games? Okay, he's 33 and 8, a 65, a 66.4 completion percentage, 103 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. And his yards, he's already at, he already has 12,000 yards passing. I don't think he thrives as well as he does. No, no, and I, I get it. I understand too. If he's in Chicago, he's fucking. He's going to be part of the turf, just like Trubisky and Foles are. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, just Land, him landing with Andy Reid was a fucking lottery ticket for him. Andy Reid brought out the best in him. He, he scheme around uh, Mahomes' uh, strengths and everything, and now he cashed in on a half a billion dollar fucking contract. With the Bears, man, I mean, I think he's a mediocre QB, but I mean, nothing better than that. No, uh, it just makes me sick. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sit there and, it, it, as a Bear fan too. You're gonna, it's gonna be that thing where the the entire career that guy has, you're gonna sit there and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because at the pace he's on, barring injury, knock on wood that he does not get hurt, because it, he is hands down the most exciting player in football to watch. He's so the thing about him is he's he knows how to avoid that big injury. Yeah, I, I, and that's you know who says it? Who said it the other day? It's like it's like when he's well liked too. He's not a fucking he's not Matt Hasselbeck, where everybody just wanted to fucking punch that guy's face into the back of his skull. But that's the difference is because he knows how good he is. He doesn't have to be an asshole because he knows nobody's going to challenge him for his position ever. Yeah, he's unreal, man. It's and I don't think we're ever going to have – I mean, he's – think of the great quarterbacks that are in the league. Tom Brady, six Super Bowls, all these yards, touchdown, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you could you could put Phil Rivers, Phillip Rivers into that category, though he's never won a Super Bowl. 
Still a very, very, very good quarterback. All right, if those three guys aren't in the league, Phillip Rivers is one of the best quarterbacks in football, even with those guys in the league. He was still one of the best quarterbacks in football. All right, but now you got this kid, Patrick Mahomes, coming out of fucking nowhere. I mean, literally, Texas A&M, killing it down there, comes into the draft, gets drafted by the Chiefs, and we are witnessing, barring any injury, he's going to be the greatest football player that's ever touched a fucking field. Yeah. Ever. It's, it's amazing. It's kind, it's kind of like the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant fucking situation where Greg Oden got taken number one and it was a complete bust, and Kevin Durant number two, and he's the top ten basketball player of all time. <laughs> I think it's more like the Michael Jordan draft situation. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another one too. You that, know, I mean, like literally, I mean, Kevin Durant's not the greatest player of all time. Yeah, Michael Jordan is. You know, <laughs> and it's like. That's what you're witnessing here. You're witnessing greatness, and it's one one of those things that Bears fans are forever going to have to live with, and just be like, "Gah!" and not want to eat a bullet. Hey, uh, on Waddle and Sylvie earlier this week, I'll ask you guys since I couldn't really chime in because I'm a Packers fan. They had a mm-hmm. "Would you rather" this week. It was, uh, "Would you give up two of Michael Jordan's NBA championships to go redo the 2017 football draft?" Yes. Absolutely. I'll take four. I'll take I'll take four Jordan titles and Patrick Mahomes on my team any day. What's yeah. the worst that happens? Do we oh we only have four <laughs> titles instead of six? Ooh. Well, so, I don't know. I don't, you, I don't know if you, I would do that. Then you got the LeBron truthers that'll come out. LeBron's the goat. LeBron's the goat. I don't care. Chicago is a Bears city, period. It is now, dude. If the Bears had Patrick Mahomes on this, the team, Bears were the Bears were the the city until Jordan came here. Okay, Jordan, Jordan came here eighty four. Back, huh? Who's the Bears are still up there now? Jordan was here for a little bit. If Patrick Jordan Mahomes was, was came, here for fucking twenty years, if Patrick Mahomes came to this Bears team and produced a Super Bowl, this team would. Do you think the eighty five Bears live in infamy? <laughs> And fucking, they ride that fucking train till 2046. Whenever they win the next one, who do you think? Who do you think the bigger name is, LeBron James or Patrick Mahomes? Well, that's easy. It's LeBron uh, James because yeah, LeBron James LeBron. is established. You think so? Yes, one hundred percent. Well, it's it's it goes more than just sports. It's just all the humanitarian stuff LeBron James does too. It, it, I mean, I'm not saying well, basketball is worldwide though too. Right, and yeah, it's, it it's can't get to that yourself. Point. In the NBA than it is in the NFL. Uh, who do you think's more pop? Who do you think's more popular with like the kids? Like we're not kids no more. Patrick, we're old. Le, Le, LeBron James. LeBron James to the new generation is what Michael Jordan was to your generation. I, I'm kind of in the middle of that. But uh, and you think yeah, Mike Bibby's the greatest player of all time? No, no. <laughs> so more more comparable for me would be Kobe. Was my Michael Jordan? Yeah, Kobe. Yeah, generation. I liked Kobe. I loved Kobe. But, Kobe was awesome. But the new the kids now, their Michael Jordan is LeBron James. He's yeah. he's the Michael Jordan of this generation. It's you know what's weird though, man. It's like I'm at that age. I'm I'm gonna be 33 in a couple months. And right, yeah, I'm gonna be 33 in a couple months. And I've never seen a talent like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Well, nobody has. He's a he's a fucking freak, man. I've never he's seen that talent. Freak. And I thought I, I mean I loved Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was awesome. I loved Brett Favre. I loved Tom Brady. It's I love Drew Brees. 
Yeah, but the quarterback the quarterback position was so different when those guys were playing. It wasn't about the athleticism, it was about the brain being able to dissect the, the defenses instead of being able to beat the defenses. Like do you think Patrick Mahomes has more rings when it's all said and done than Tom Brady? No. I mean that that that's hard to predict there. Because dynasty is a dynasty is a once in a generational thing. I mean, even even with how good he is, it's hard to predict the Chiefs becoming a dynasty with how hard it is to accomplish. We've only seen a couple of those. I don't think anybody's touching BC this year. The Bulls Uh, and the the Patriots are the only, and somewhat Warriors are the only dynasties we've seen. It's just hard to to hold that standard of. Oh, Lakers were pretty fucking good. They were good, yeah, but no, here's, that, that wasn't a dynasty. Well, it's, it's or, so I mean, different because yeah. it could take one injury one year, okay, from any different player, not just Patrick Mahomes, but it could be, you know, two or three guys on the offensive side of the ball get hurt, and that's that's it. Patrick Mahomes can only do so much. You know what I mean? That's why ba- basketball is different because it's such a one-person sport that yeah. as long as LeBron is healthy, that Lakers team is always going to be favored to win a title, period. Yeah, I mean, you remember his first year in L.A.? They didn't make the playoffs. Well, yeah, yeah but that's, and then they got Anthony Davis. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. Is In the NBA, you could be like, hey, I want you to come play for me. That yeah, guy will be like, oh, I don't want to play in this town anymore. And they ship him right to that other guy. It's like yeah, Amazon. You know, fucking buy something on Amazon. It's there the next day. The hardest sport to be a dynasty in is is baseball. In my opinion, I I, I think it'd be football. I think the hardest sport to dynasty in is baseball. I don't know because baseball, there's no there's no fucking cap. I there mean, hasn't been a dynasty, there hasn't been a dynasty in baseball since the late New York Yankees. Yeah, I don't know, but they we're won a football like 95, show. 90, they won in ninety six, ninety seven. Didn't they win three in a row? You're a football show. This is talking I football. Mean, yeah, I mean, true. up and through through the early two thousands, the Yankees were still pretty much a dynasty. Yeah, they were. A Rod and Jeter, yeah. The Blackhawks, the Blackhawks winning three and five. I, I mean, is that dynasty? Kings yeah, winning three yeah, and six. Yeah, the Blackhawks were a dynasty. Yeah. What about the What about the Kings and six? Three and six. Los Angeles Kings. I wouldn't say no. I would say no. What, you have to win. You have to win more titles. Giants. In years. Didn't the Giants? San Francisco Giants. Three? They won three and five, right? Yeah, yeah they won. They won That's all, alternate years. Yeah. yeah. But you look at a dynasty. I think as a team that wins a lot. Right, fucking dynasty. They, you, yeah. you look at a team that wins a lot, but then also sustains some kind of success, even when they're not winning titles. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the Steelers. Patriots. Like the Patriots, even when they weren't winning the Super Bowl, they were always competitive. Like the Blackhawks, when they weren't winning the title, they were still in the playoffs, made it far into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like the Kings, I don't remember them being good every year. I remember them being good every couple of years. Oh, those Kings, you know? Jonathan Quick, Dustin fucking Johnny Quick. Yeah. All right. Can we? Uh, can we end the show? Yeah, I got to pull. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get my DFS lineups in. All right, guys. Well, that was good. It was a good show. Thanks to Eric. Thanks to Firehouse Eric Lambert over at Sports Mockery. Thanks to Firehouse Subs for letting me say their name and getting food out. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody who joined us today, and we appreciate it. So that's week twelve talking football. 
Enjoy the games. Angelo, Tyler, I'll see you guys next week. Okay. Make love, go not pack war. Go. Peace. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go. Boo.